Hello, hello. This is the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host, Amy. This podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics. Sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics. There are way too many negative vibes in the universe. So let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes. today's episode. Today we're going to discuss bullying and bullies. Uh, Pretty warning, I might get a little ragey in this episode. I feel very strongly about bullying and people who are bullies. Uh, So bear with me as we work through my anger. (laughs) Kidding. Okay, without further ado, let's do this. bullying so common? Why do we stand idle when we see people being bullied? What actually makes someone a bully? Bullying can only be described as teasing, threatening, abusing, dominating, or intimidating someone. Bullying is a repeated and intentional behavior. It can be physical or emotional. When we think about bullying, We often think about younger children at school, but in fact, bullying is present and can be present in all aspects of life. From an early age, children learn that picking on other people is a great way to highlight differences. Children bully because someone's different or deviates from themselves. A lot of the time, children being bullied might keep this information to themselves from fear of embarrassment, and same goes for adults. Bullying when I was younger was something common in school. However, (laughs) you would leave school at the end of the day and have a bit of reprieve from it as you went home and were able to be away from these people until the next day of school, right? (laughs) Bullying now is completely different due to our growing presence on social media. So children are bullied each day at school and then they go home to be bullied some more. Bullying has also become highly extreme. I recall being bullied about stupid shit that was actually really petty. But bullies nowadays are becoming more and more savage. In a lot of cases, pushing people to harm themselves temporarily or permanently. Bullying isn't isolated to schools and it extends more broadly into work and other aspects of life. Bullying in the workplace is extremely common. I recall being in two separate instances of bullying as an adult in the workplace. In the first case, I was working at a company, originally had this really good line manager, gave you a lot of autonomy with your job. She decided to move to a new opportunity and she was replaced with a woman that can only be described as your worst nightmare. At first, she started out tolerable, but then quickly progressed to being a complete nightmare. She would berate the team in front of 
everyone. She would stand over you at your desk and scream at you for no reason. Everyone in the team and the organization grew very exhausted by this behavior. When we tried to raise this behavior with senior management, we were basically told to suck it up because they didn't want to have a tough conversation with her. So we were kind of left in a situation of what the hell do we do? I ended up finding a new job because for me, the daily screaming and the berating and the belittling, it was just not something at that point in my life I could cope with. Because going to work each day and being screamed at for no reason is completely disgusting. This is the same line manager who also said, can I offer you a word of advice? And I was like, I want to say no because I don't like you, but I'm going to say yeah. So I said yes. And she goes, look, being a woman in the workplace is already hard enough. You need to have your voice heard. And I'm like, okay, cool. I will speak up where it's appropriate. And she said to me, no, you just need to speak. Even if what is coming out of your mouth is stupid, you need to just speak so people know you're in the room. Huh? (laughs) No. Uh, So I was like, oh, thanks for that advice. (laughs) Fuck off. Never used it. Worst advice ever. (laughs) About five years later, I was actually working at a new company and we had an all-female team. (laughs) It was very clicky and there was a lot of gossiping amongst the team. It got to the point where there was so much nastiness. The environment grew toxic and there was lots of lies and manipulation. So I ended up leaving. (laughs) It got to the point for me where I was like, you know what, can't take this. There were so many lies. People were um, being friendly to each other's faces and then completely running them into the ground behind their backs. Like it was absolutely horrific. So I left that team Um, and moved to a new area at the company that I was at. So let's just take a moment. The formal definition of bullying is ongoing deliberate misuse of power in relationships. And this can be verbal, physical, or social behavior that extends to cause physical, social, and or psychological harm. It can often involve an individual or a group misusing their power or their perceived power over one or more persons who are unable to stop it from happening. Bullying can happen in person, online, via digital platforms, devices, and so on. Bullying can be obvious or hidden. Bullying behavior, importantly, is repeated or has the potential to be repeated over time. Bullying of any form for any reason can have immediate short, medium, and long-term effects on those involved, including the bystanders. Single incidents or conflicts or fights between people, whether that person is in person or online, are not defined as bullying. So the core takeaway there is repeated. And this becomes important when we start to look at the legal definition attached to the word bullying. Bullying is, in Australia, defined under section 789FD of the Fair Work Amendment Act in 2013, which is Commonwealth legislation, i.e. all of Australia. When an individual or group of individuals repeatedly behave unreasonably towards a worker and that behaviour creates a risk to health and safety. Again, bullying needs to be repeated and that was a, a core word in that sentence, repeated. 
Bullying can include a range of behaviours, yelling, screaming, offensive language, excluding, isolating, psychological harassment, intimidation, constant unconstructive feedback, nitpicking, suppression of ideas and overloading someone with work. The problem with allowing bullying to continue in younger ages for people is that these people can become used to bullying so much so that it becomes naturally ingrained. It then becomes a learned behaviour that often is hard to break and it's highly likely that the person in question will continue bullying throughout their life. Going back to schoolyard bullying, too often we hear, oh, they're just kids being kids, they'll work it out. No, (laughs) absolutely not. Children need to learn respect for their peers, not just authority, but for their peers. And they only should treat people the way that they would be comfortable being treated themselves. I remember being bullied in my early high school years. At the time, I was bullied by a boy who would speak terribly about me, calling me names behind my back and then laughing in my face and thinking, this is okay to do. I ignored this kid because this kid was a dick. Um, But unfortunately, that didn't stop him. When I reflect on this experience, I truly believe the reason I was being bullied was because I was friends with his friend. (laughs) And we were good friends. I think for him, it came from poor self-esteem and poor confidence. Would I speak to this person now? (laughs) Fuck no. Um, In fact, he's tried adding me on social media. So I did the good old block. (laughs) Try to find me now. Basically, my thinking was, not today, Satan. Block. (laughs) So in the instance of schoolyard bullying, it's important teachers and parents step in and stop the behaviour. Burying your head in the sand isn't appropriate because the words children inflict on each other can be lifelong. Bullying in the workplace becomes complex because we aren't dealing with children who are still working through the elements of right and wrong. We are now dealing with full-blown adults who should know better. Your employer has a responsibility legally to ensure you are safe in the workplace and your peers have a responsibility to speak up if they're witnessing bullying. Let's say you are being bullied. First, I know how difficult this is and how incredibly impacted you can be by another person's words or actions. What do you do? So if it's in the workplace, you need to check employer policy. There should be anti-bullying policies in place that you can rely on. You need to keep a record of events and this way you won't forget anything. It's hard to remember everything that occurred over a prolonged period when you are in the depths of the bullying. So for me, when I was in that team that was just bullying left and right, I actually kept a diary that was, you know, today this happened, this was said, um, just so I could kind of keep my thoughts straight in my head. If you feel comfortable, you can actually approach the bully and have a discussion outlining the comments or actions that are making you feel uncomfortable. In some instances, this can work. If I had tried that with the bully from high school, would that have worked? No. Um, They probably would have just continued or used that against me. So (laughs) no. You should also 
notify your HR department to ensure that they're abreast of any issues, especially if things get worse later, because staying silent won't benefit you at all. And then finally, confiding in a friend or family member to make sure that you aren't going through this alone can be very beneficial. We teach our children that being your authentic self is a way of self-expression, yet we don't teach them how to act or respond when they encounter someone who is different to them or being their authentic self. We need to teach people that bullying still exists, even if you say, oh, that was a joke, or just kidding, You can't cover up bullying by making light of the situation or throwing down the just kidding line because there is always a sense of truth to what is being said. There are different types of bullying. We should just briefly discuss these because it stems further than physical and just hurtful words. Let's start with physical bullying. So this is hitting, kicking, tripping, pinching, punching, pushing, damaging someone in their property, and it causes both short and long-term damages. Next, we have verbal. This type of bullying includes name-calling, insults, teasing, intimidation, homophobic or racist remarks, or just verbal abuse. While verbal bullying can start off harmless, it can escalate to extremely high levels. We have social bullying, which sometimes is referred to as covert bullying. This type of bullying is a little harder to recognize as it's usually done behind the person's back. It's designed to harm someone's social reputation or to cause them humiliation. So social bullying can include lying and spreading rumors, negative facial or physical gestures, menacing or contemporous looks, playing nasty jokes to embarrass or humiliate someone, mocking them, mimicking them, excluding them, or damaging their reputation or social acceptance. We have cyberbullying. This is intentional and repeated harm inflicted through the use of technology. Cyberbullying can be overt or covert using digital technology. Cyberbullying can happen at any time, any place because of the online nature of the bullying. It includes things like abusive or hurtful texts, emails or posts, images or videos, deliberately excluding others, nasty gossip, and then intimidation. I think what's important there is text, emails, posts, images, or videos. The scope of cyberbullying is extensive. So there are lots of people out there who in fact do this on TikTok posts, videos, uh, Instagram posts, and they comment repeatedly, letting the person know, I don't like what you're wearing, I don't like what you said, whatever it might be. This is bullying. If this is repeated and you are targeting someone and you are commenting on all their videos or pictures, that is bullying. You need to stop that immediately. I think the key to success when it comes to bullying is not reacting. The moment we react to someone is the moment the bully knows they've gotten to you and they've worked out how to press your buttons. Bullying really pisses me off because it's associated with negativity and words or actions that can haunt someone for their entire life. Let me share a little example. 
So I remember being with a family friend because we were traveling to an event. I decided to go with the family friend in their car instead of with my family in their car. So we were driving to the location and I was trying to work out how do I do my hair? Do I do half up, half down? Do I pull it all up? Do I leave it all down? It's worth pointing out here that I don't think I would have been any older than 14 years old. So I could have been slightly younger. Anyway, I put my hair into a half up, half down situation. The family friend said to me, oh, you can't wear your hair like that because your face is too fat for that hairstyle. Followed by, a, oh yeah, it'll make your jaw look bigger than it needs to be. Um, needless to say, I did not wear my hair half up, half down. In fact, those words have stuck with me my whole life and I kid you not, I have not worn my hair in that style since, not once. So you see how something so small, she probably didn't even think twice, but something so small can have lifelong impacts to someone and their confidence. Online bullying is becoming so incredibly normalized. You can watch a TikTok, not like what the person's saying or their messaging, and then decide to turn into a keyboard warrior and leave a stack of horrible comments. First and foremost, you don't know this person. You're commenting on a 60 or a 30 second clip. It's not funny to bully or to make inappropriate comments. I always think to myself, would you say whatever it is you're typing to their face? If you cannot answer that question, yes, then don't leave the comment. Just leave it, just back away. Keep scrolling, delete, <laughs> delete them from your follow list. You know what I do on TikTok? If there's something I don't like the messaging of and I'm seeing this content regularly, I block them. Because as soon as you block someone in their content, they're out of your feed. They're gone from your FYP. They, have di they will disappear and you'll probably never see them again. Just get rid of it, just disengage. If you're being bullied, I urge you to take into account some of the coping tools I've mentioned to work towards overcoming it. If you are being the bully, stop now. Doesn't make you look good or funny or impressive. It makes you look like a fucking douchebag. If someone is doing something and it has no impact on you, for example, they're wearing something unique or they have a hairstyle that maybe you don't like, leave them just leave them alone at the end of the day it's not impacting you focus on you and stop focusing on other people who cares what they're dressed in they like it leave them be you don't have to look at them look away we all need to keep working on creating a positive social environment for ourselves and each other. And we need to hold each other to account. Bullying is a negative action that needs to be eliminated. We need to stand as a collective and remove all of these actions and or activities from our day to day. Let's stop with the negativity and only spread positivity. Remember, we are returned the energy we put into the universe. So for every negative thing we do or say, it comes back to us multiplied by the universe and karma. And karma, she can be a bitch at times. Let's work on being the behavior we want to see ourselves and focus on being the best possible version of ourselves, striving to be better each day. The only person you're competing with is yourself. And the question at the end of each day you should ask yourself is, was I better than I was yesterday?
as with every episode, we end on a lighter note. Today I'm going to share some things that I think we should in fact learn in school, but we don't. First, doing our taxes. We aren't taught at a young age the importance of taxes and the basics around completing them. This is completely missed and would have been a brilliant addition. Even if all we were taught were the very basics and how to collect our expenses and what are classified as expenses versus not, we would be far more educated on the topic of, of taxes. We also should know what taxes actually do and mean and the implications of not doing your taxes or doing them correctly. Sorry to all the accountants, but ideally, I think everybody needs a basic understanding. So everybody should be trained in the basics. When things get more complex, then we should divert to an accountant. But for the most part, we should all understand how to do our damn taxes. The second is money management, including how to create budgets and stick to them. So things like grocery shopping effectively and meeting your bills and other commitments. People end up with a lot of money concerns because they aren't taught at a young age how to manage their money. Further to this, people also need to be educated around if they don't meet their bills or commitments, what are the repercussions off the back of that? Because I think a lot of the times people think, oh, if I don't pay my phone bill, eventually it'll get cut off and whatever, I'll just go get another phone. Or oh, if I don't pay my rent, it's fine. Eventually I'll get evicted, but I'll get to live there for free for a certain period. No, wrong. You need to pay your way in life and you will be damaged in the future. This shit in Australia in particular circles you forever. Everybody needs to understand how to manage their money and the repercussions of not effectively managing their money. I think we should all be taught how to cook. Uh, yes, I know that there's like food tech subjects, whatever. I think it should be a compulsory subject and we're all taught how to cook basic healthy meals and everybody should learn a bunch of just basic recipes because there are so many people who physically don't know how to cook or they don't know how to just cook something simple and as a result, they order takeout all the time. We need to be taught how to cook. I also think driving driving lessons should be available to everybody. This will prevent people learning from other idiot drivers. There are too many people who don't understand the basic road rules. Those people are teaching new drivers. Fuck me. Driving in Sydney is shit. Absolutely shit. Because of all the freaking idiots on the road who like there are people who don't even indicate and they just merge over for the love of god everybody needs to be taught how to drive properly and if you are moving to this country you need to go through a driving test because rules are different on roads in different countries we hand things out too freely and that is why we have accidents we need to learn how to drive let's standardize the whole operation flip it on its head charge the schools for the driving lessons, teach everybody how to drive properly who moves to Australia, then we should be good. We should be good as gold. On the flip side of this, what subjects would I get rid of? First, physical education or PE. 
this subject should be an elective, not compulsory. You go to school and you carry textbooks in your bag. Well, I did when I was back in school. If you have physical education that day, you carry your stupid exercise uniform or clothes all day. So you're basically like a pack horse with all these shit in bags. You then go and get changed when it's PE time, physical education. Then you go to to do whatever sport it is you're doing on the day. For me, most of the time, I would literally just sit on the grass not wanting to participate. But I'd have to carry my stupid uniform around with me all day and have to get changed into it and changed out of it. Fucking time waster. Make this an elective. Leave us alone if we don't want to do this. Why are we f- why are we forced to run around like fucking idiots chasing a ball, but we haven't been taught how to do our taxes, which could land us in jail if we don't do it right? What the hell? Okay, maths. Hear me out. For the most part, there are some beneficial parts to mathematics. However, there are also some ridiculous parts. Let's just talk about algebra. (laughs) I can, with complete confidence, state I have never used algebra for any reason in my adult life. There are other parts to mathematics that I guarantee you I don't understand now, and it doesn't matter. I've never had to use that shit. (laughs) Never. Not once. And I remember teachers being all like, Oh, you need to learn the mathematics basics because, you know, you won't have a calculator in your pocket when you're older and you're going to have to learn how to do this and this and this. Mmm, wrong. (laughs) You're all wrong. It's called a mobile phone. We've all got them. They're in our pockets. We don't need to know much else. We need to know the basics, yes, but all the other bullshit that you're taught, um, no thank you, pass. So, teachers, sorry, you got that wrong. The last one that kind of gets me a little bit is religion. In Catholic or Christian schools, religion is a compulsory subject, but there are a lot of people that attend those schools for other reasons outside of religion. And there are people that are not Christian or Catholic who attend those schools. Sometimes it's because the schools have uh, greater teaching methods or greater university entry rates, whatever it might be. But in a Christian or Catholic school, you are to attend compulsory religion classes until I think year eight or nine and then you can decide to opt out which is what I did I did it for the period I had to and then I opted out I feel like it's almost pushing something down your throat that you might not believe in or with as you're younger maybe it's your parents have enrolled you in the school and you're still trying to work out where you sit on the fence of belief So I find that being pushed religion, it just clouds your thinking and it makes you more uncertain. So I personally did not appreciate religion classes at all. I was really happy when I moved from a Catholic school to a public school because I was finally able to get away from all of the religion-based stuff. In addition, when I went to the Catholic school, we had very strict uniform policies So things like uh, skirts needed to be measured to ensure that they were only a certain length from your knee. So when you were in years 7, 8, 9 and 10, you could wear a skirt above the knee and then it had to be measured because you could only have it a certain length above the knee. However, when you moved to year 11 and 12, you had to wear a skirt that was below the knee. 
sounds a little back to front for me. <laughs> uh, so there were things like that. There were things like um, you had to have your shirt tucked into whatever you had on the bottoms. You had to wear stockings with your skirts. You had to only wear one ring on both, like your complete hands. So like one ring for all 10 fingers. <laughs> like, a, And it could only be a signet ring. So I don't even know if you guys remember signet rings, but that's all it could be. Um, so just a lot of dumb shit. And I found that when I moved to a public school, we were able to dress in basically just the school colours, which were blue and white. You could show up in a nice pair of jeans, um, a college shirt, whatever it might be, and that met the requirements. Nobody really focused on what you were wearing. They were more so focused on educating you, getting you up to the level that you need to be for you to graduate and enter the world getting you where you needed to be so you could graduate and enter the world as an adult. Because in the real world, there's not really necessary dress codes. Yes, if you work in a corporate environment, there is an expectation around your attire. But for the most part, you're an adult and you need to make appropriate decisions. Oh God, I don't know if any of you guys have heard this, but the freaking background noise it sounds like there have been planes leaving the Sydney airport. <laughs> Every single motorcycle known to mankind that it resides in Sydney is driving up and down my street. There are trucks, there are horns. I don't understand. So I really hope it hasn't been too distracting. <laughs> so that's my summary of subjects that I would abolish and those that I would make mandatory should I have the capacity to overhaul the education system. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's episode when we talked about bullying and I hoped you could just see that um, we need to take action and you're not alone if you are being bullied. There are other people who've been there before or are there now. So I really hope that you can get the support you need, speak up and move on from it. Join me next time when I discuss cancel culture. I'm hearing this a lot. I want to dive into it and pick apart what the hell does cancel culture mean and why are we so focused on it as a society at the moment? And I think when we talk about some of the examples, you'll hear how stupid this concept is. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Or you can visit my website at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast.com. Well, until next time, bye bye.